Now, if you'll stand for the reading of God's word. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come from me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Therefore, Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labor gives birth, and the rest of his brothers return to join the Israelites. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth, and he will be their peace.
the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come to you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her.
came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her publicly as a disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill the Lord, fulfill what the Lord had said through this prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us.
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the, in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that had been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all those who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave them the right to become the children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or of a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Out of his fullness, we have received all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son, who is himself God, is in is in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known.
This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. from Luke 2, 1 through 7. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to the town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for him. I invite you to stand and sing now with us as we rejoice and celebrate the birth of our Savior, Jesus.
there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. This evening, I just want to talk to you a couple of minutes, well, a couple of Baptist minutes, so a couple of minutes about peace. Peace is one of the great themes of the Christmas season, but ironically, it's this time of the year that seems to be, well, stressful and busy. For me, most of the time during this season, it was self-inflicted. You see, I married a planner. Anybody else do that? I married a planner who happens to have a mom who is a planner, and my mom happens to be a planner. So every October, they would start asking, what are we doing for Christmas? Where are we going? Where are we eating breakfast, snack, lunch, mid-snack, and dinner? They would come to me and say, Brian, what do you want to do? I said, well, I don't even know what I'm eating for lunch today. So we'll worry about that when that comes. You guys just figure it out. But did I really mean that? A week before Christmas, I decided I had some great, exciting ideas And I have the plans. Do you know it took me several years to figure out you shouldn't make your wife, your mother-in-law, and your mom all mad on the same holiday? (laughs) I don't know why, but it took a while. So now every Christmas, everybody's on edge wondering what I'm going to do. I'm sure I'm not the only person who's had a stressful Christmas. Perhaps it's not planning for you, but maybe it's buying all those presents, trying to figure out who you need to buy for, what they like, and then the other part, trying to figure out how you're actually going to be able to afford them. Maybe it's trying to figure out how you're going to make it to all those different Christmas parties, or then make it to all of your kids' plays, all of their musicals, all of their school things, or your grandkids' stuff. Where do you get the time? Or perhaps it's the amazing time you get to spend with your in-laws. Yeah, some of you got that. Or, or perhaps your own family. I'm sure we all have experienced stress, perhaps this Christmas. But yet we are told the first Christmas was a celebration of peace. Well, I have no advice on how to make this season less stressful for you. I would like to talk to you about the greatest gift God has ever offered. And that is peace through Jesus Christ. I just want to walk through this verse that we just read. It Luke 2.8 says this. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks. What's rather amazing about this announcement is who it comes to. If somebody was going to make this story up, they wouldn't have chose a shepherd to do this with. These little details in the Bible just confirm the truthfulness of the stories. You see, if someone was going to make up an announcement, they would have done it to noble people, kings, or priests, or, or maybe even a prophet. But they wouldn't have said an ordinary working man in the middle of the field, in the middle of the night, got this secret message. 
But yet to the everyday common man, the angels announce a heavenly message. It says, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Well, wouldn't you be? In the middle of the night, in the middle of a field, an angel popped up, and the sky just lit up real bright. It says, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. You see, the good news, this news that should bring joy to all people, is that this little baby Jesus was born. And those three titles we see there are huge. Just like titles in our culture are important, it was for them back then too. You see, if we call someone a doctor, we understand what that means, or a police officer, or a pastor, or a mom, or a dad. Titles always communicate something, and this is no different. You see, Lord expresses the divinity of Jesus. Jesus is God who came to us as a little baby with these humble beginnings. The Apostle Paul tells us that all things were created in Jesus, through Jesus and for Jesus. And he is before all things and holds everything together. He's also the Messiah, which means king. Jesus is the long-awaited king that Israel was waiting for. He inaugurates a new kingdom, and he talks all about it in the Gospels. This is a new way of life. You see, Jesus is the great leader that all of us are looking for. All of us want someone to lead us and to get it right. Well, and that's Jesus. Jesus is the Lord, the King, who saves. He's the Savior. This little baby came to rescue and deliver us from sin. You see, Israel, the nation, was waiting for this. Their scripture told them that one day the Lord would come back in some way. They were also waiting on this Messiah, this kingly leader, to finally get it right. Because throughout their history, kings just got it wrong. And they were waiting to God to deliver them and to save them from their enemies. And the angels announced that night, that today, that was happening. It says, today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah and the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven on earth. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. You see, a host of angels is actually like an army of angels. And that's the irony here. An army of angels shout out from heaven that there is now peace available on earth. But notice first that the angels praise God. They say praise or glory to God in the highest heaven. You see, they're praising him because God is the giver of this gift. They say glory to God because he has brought peace to those who would respond by placing their faith and trust in that little baby boy, Jesus. You see, because of Jesus, you can be at peace with God. You can experience the peace of God, and you can be at peace with others. I just want to quickly go over these three types of peace because I guarantee you all of us are looking for them. 
See, you can be at peace with God because Jesus is the Savior. You see, the Bible is a story of redemption. It's God's redemptive story where he is rescuing us. You see, the Bible tells at the beginning that God created humans to reflect him. We were created in the image of God to be like angled mirrors, to reflect his goodness and glory into the earth, but then to sum up all the praises that he deserves and sing them back to him. We were created to mediate for God. But we broke that relationship by trying to take charge. We wanted to do things our way. And the great problem we see throughout Scripture, I mean all of it, is that men and women are broken. No matter how good we might think someone might be, they never get it quite right. I mean, I don't know about you, but I can't even do what I want to do. Do you know how many times I've started a new diet on Monday? And then it'll be next Monday? Right, I can't even do what I want to do. Nonetheless, try to do what the holy God expects. You see, that sin has separated from God. Just like sin, sin separates you and severs your relationship in any area of life. But God did something about that. He took responsibility for that sin problem. Jesus came down and it said he atoned, which means he's paid the price for our sins. He died the death that we deserved. And so you and I, we can be at peace with God. Our relationship can be restored. We can be truly human through Jesus Christ. The greatest love you can imagine was a display on the cross that while we were sinners, Jesus died for you and me. And you see, you can have an inner peace because Jesus is the Lord. If all things were made through him, which is what it's saying, he is the Lord, he is divine. If all things were made through him, if he created you, that means he can recreate you. The only person who can recreate you is the one who created you. He can make you new because he is the Lord of all. And he offers a divine peace that transcends all understanding. Paul tells us, the Apostle Paul says, in every situation, pray. He says, do not be anxious about anything. To which we all said, okay, good luck, Paul. But he tells us why. He says, in the peace of God, through our prayers, he says, in the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You see, all of us are dealing with something. It's not just you. Maybe it's a past or current failure. Maybe it's a regret from something you did or didn't do. Perhaps you don't like who you currently are and the things that go through your minds. Perhaps you're overcome with negativity, thinking you'll never be good enough. I want you to know that Jesus offers inner peace. A peace that will bring our head and heart and all of these conflicting emotions together. Jesus provides that. We all have inner turmoil. It's part of being human. But we don't have to keep it. He will take it from you. He wants to forgive you. He will accept you where you are. In fact, Jesus wants to make you brand new. And we're going to start an entire series on January 5th talking all about that. We'd love for you to join us. And you can be at peace with God. You can have inner peace because of Jesus. And you can have relational peace because Jesus is the king. You see, Jesus is the long-awaited ruler that we've always wanted. 
Jesus will lead you to a place where every one of your relationships are stronger and better than ever. Our king teaches us to love unconditionally. He teaches us to forgive no matter what somebody has done to you. That's not easy, is it? He tells us to trust rather than to be a skeptic. One pastor says, Jesus will make your life better and make you better at life. And he is right. Jesus will make you better at life. He teaches us to be kind. He teaches us to show mercy. He teaches us to extend grace. Jesus teaches us to respect and submit to authority. All of what I'm saying is Jesus teaches us how to live, how we were designed to live. In fact, I guarantee you everything I just named, you want your kids or your grandkids to show and do. And as a church, we want to partner with you in that. We want to help them live how Jesus has created them to live. You see, if you're a follower of Jesus, he will lead you to a place where your relationships are stronger your marriage, your work relationships, the ones with your siblings, the one with your kids, all of those that you're thinking about now during this season, Jesus can lead you to better relationships. You see, Jesus is called the Prince of Peace for a reason. Because you can be at peace with God through Jesus. You can have the peace of God reign your life and you can become an actual peacemaker. It says, when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And it says, the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which, they, which were just as they had been told. You see, the shepherds went looking for this little baby boy. And, when they, and they found him. And on the way into town, on the way after, they were telling everybody who would hear that the angels had said something about this Jesus. I'm sure some doubted. I'm sure some sneered. But Mary took to heart what they said. But eventually Christmas was over and they had to go back to work. Because of the great gift that God had given the world on that Christmas day, the shepherds took something back with them. It says they went to the field because their lives were forever changed, they were able to glorify and praise God because of what he had done in Jesus. You see, just like for them, Christmas Day will be over for us quickly. All the fun and excitement will be gone. The busyness will stop. And all of those distractions will fade. Will you be able to go back to the normalcy of life, glorifying and praising God for what Jesus has done through you? Will, will you be at peace? Are you at peace? You see, God has given us a gift 
the Lord, King, and Savior, Jesus Christ. And he wants you to be at peace with him. He wants you to be at peace with yourself. And he wants you to be at peace with others. But just like any gift, you have to receive it. Have you received the gift that Jesus offers? And are you today ready to be at peace with him? You see, we are told the way we receive the gift that Jesus offers, the salvation, the idea of being born again, is by repenting from our ways and believing in him. The idea of believing in him is to put your faith and trust in his works. It's we turn from ourselves. We turn from the, fact, the idea that we can figure it out and we can do it on our own. We turn from that and say, Lord, I'm going to trust in you. The idea of repenting is admitting that we are broken sinners in need of a Savior. That's humbling and hard, but you probably already know it's true. It's believing that Jesus is the Son of God who has paid the penalty for your sin. Meaning you, can't get with, you cannot get right with God on your own efforts. You have to put your faith in him because he has done all the hard work. And then it's confessing that Jesus Christ is your Lord. Meaning he's in charge and you're not. He is your Lord and your Savior. If we want peace, if you want peace, that only comes through Jesus Christ. And you can do that at any time in your life. If you need to talk about it, I will spend as much time as you need talking and explaining about it. My information, um, you can find out all about it. It's, it should be in the bullets, and if not, you can go to our website and find out. But if you're ready to receive that gift today, if you're ready to take a step of faith and trust God, I want to lead you in a prayer. In a moment, I'm going to pray for all of us, and then I'll lead you through a prayer. And a prayer is a simple act of faith. It's your first step of faith, talking to God, believing that he will hear you, and believing that Jesus has done what he said he has come to do. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we come to you today thankful for the gift of Jesus Christ. We celebrate this holiday to remember the peace that you brought on earth through him. Father, we thank you that you promise us eternal life through Jesus. We thank you for salvation. Father, we know there are some here tonight who are ready to receive that gift. They feel you pulling on their heart. And if you are here tonight and you're ready to give your life to Jesus, you could just repeat simply after me. You could say, God, I'm a sinner. I am broken and in need of a Savior to rescue me. I believe you sent Jesus to die on the cross for my sins and that he rose from the grave to give me eternal life. I confess Jesus as my Lord, my King, my Savior. I want to receive your free gift of salvation and I commit to following him all the days of my life. Thank you, Father, for this gift. In Jesus' name, amen.